Time to say good morning to our analyst of the day, and that is Preet Banerjee, personal finance commentator. Good morning, Preet. Good morning, sir. All right, so it did finally come to an end yesterday, and it's kind of a sad thing. People like Anthony Rhoda. I think they think he's mm-hmm. a good man, and but he made a ridiculous mistake, and he wasn't supported by his own staff, and he had to go. Yeah, I think this was ultimately going to be the the conclusion to all of this. Um, you know, the vetting protocols that uh, happened going forward, I think will get overhauled as well. It seemed like it was just this weird situation where the speaker had a certain allotment of seats of people who could invite. Someone in his constituency said, hey, my dad was involved. Can you invite him? And it all seemed above board from their perspective because they didn't do the vetting. And apparently no one did the vetting. And this was a really big event. You know, someone uh, in the world spotlight coming to speak to the House. Uh, You know, security was going to be absolutely tight but there's this massive gaping hole here that is going to be addressed just to give you a sense of how vetting happens for other events that aren't as grandiose as this years ago i worked at an auto racing school and we had uh two members of the royal family coming prince edward and princess sophie everyone had background checks by the rcmp uh we all had training on protocol and etiquette uh at one point, they wanted to bring in special one-use toilets just for the royals to use. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of vetting and checking um, that went into this was unbelievable. And this was just a racing school. This is the House of Commons. So, yeah, it's a big kind of embarrassment. You have to wonder, though, like, does this guy, do his kids not know that he was a Nazi? Or did everybody just think that, oh, my goodness, we had got invited to Parliament and maybe this is a way to look uh, respectable? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if the kids would have known or if, you know, the the parents would have ever communicated all the details. Um, So I imagine that, yeah, a very difficult situation uh, for all parties involved. Now, Poland is investigating as to whether they might extradite him uh, at 98 years old, it would be a pretty sure guarantee that if he was extradited, he would die in custody. But is that worth doing? I I don't know. I don't even know if it ever get to that point. It sounds like uh, apparently there's no formal extradition agreement between Canada and Poland, which doesn't preclude it, preclude it from happening. But the process of setting it up would be extended. Uh, there would be maybe contesting it, appealing it, then the ruling on it. And all of that might indeed extend beyond the lifetime uh, of the person who's 98 now. And beyond that, the, you know, the Netherlands um, refused an extradition request to Poland uh, a couple of years ago because of their concerns that the judges in that country were not sufficiently independent of the Polish government. So it sounds like a lot of legal wrangling would be had and the conclusion might not come to be before this person, you know, dies. Yeah. Well, and it would be interesting because it's not like the Canadian government's going to go to bat for him. But you're right. There's a very, very formal procedure involved, and he's 98 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, The opposition, we were talking about this on the show yesterday morning. The opposition at Queen's Park did a really lousy job of holding the government's feet to the grill on Monday. Yesterday, they did a bit better because they dug into that Vegas trip. And that Vegas trip, really, I mean, that is the icing on the scandalous cake. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, listen, if I took a trip to another country and booked 
massage with two other people, men or women, at the same spa. That's not really something you forget. Yeah. And and beyond that, you know, the the detail about how they paid for flights with cash. I mean, that alone raises so many questions. Like, how do you even do that? The extra hassle of going somewhere to get that amount of cash, then to go somewhere else to pay that cash for airfare when your name has to be, you know, on that manifest when you're crossing borders anyways. It just seems so odd. Why go to that level of hassle? You must have had a reason to complicate things 20-fold, and I want to know what that reason was. Did you know what you're doing is something that you tried to keep off the books? And if so, why? It just seems that, you know, the more we peel back the layers of this onion, the more stuff we find. And I, you know, a while ago, I didn't think this would have the legs to get to the point where the premier would have to consider resigning. I don't think we're there yet. But if we keep on peeling back the onion and we keep on finding just weird stuff like this, we might get to that point because at some point someone has to say, okay, did you just flat out lie thinking you'd get away with it? Yeah, and I'm with you on this that, like, you know, if my employer came after me and said, uh, when was it you were in San Diego this year? I would go into my calendar and say, okay, here are the dates. So how these three guys who are, you know, have to file paperwork for whatever they do got the dates wrong it's pretty hard to believe it wasn't out of some you know means of trying to to mislead but listen let's get to another issue uh, Metrolinks will announce today a parameter of dates where <laughs> yeah. the Eglinton crosstown might open yeah I think they've already forecast that no one takes them seriously at this point and so let's forget about sports betting let's talk about making a book on when Metrolinks will actually get the Eglinton Crosstown into full service because at the very least we can make some money running the book of of betting on that uh, and that's the only positive outcome that could possibly come out of this at this point I find myself wondering Preet if the real fear is that this is the exact same design and equipment as the Ottawa light rail, which has been disastrous. Oh, so they must just think, oh, how soon before one of these trains derails? Yeah, it's just, uh, again, it's been dragging on for so long. And there's been so many stories of cost overruns, delays time and time again. It's just farcical. Mm -hmm. And this is just the latest joke in this stand-up routine. Okay, so on the show this morning, we're talking with a person who is part of a campaign to take Barry's anti-homeless plan to the United Nations. The anti-homeless plan is this ban on giving money to panhandlers. And as a matter of fact, Preet, uh, just this week, some big billboards went up and they have QR codes and it says, don't give to the homeless, give here. And it gives you, you know, charities that serve the homeless. But I have to say, going to the UN, it kind of reminds me of the people back in the day in Quebec, Anglos, who would go to Buckingham Palace and beg the queen for an audience to overrule <laughs> Bill 101. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure there are some people who might actually think that that will accomplish something. But I think a lot of people will say, no, we just want the notoriety. We just want to get the awareness out there. And these are the extremes that they're willing to go to that are somewhat um, silly. Um, I don't know what the UN is going to say to the city of Barrie about this plan, yeah. if they have any powers whatsoever. But the embarrassment that, you know, uh, people making this decision might face, it might put some pressure on them to do something differently.
And, you know, what personally I would like to see, instead of saying, you know, well, you can't do this, why don't you incentivize the behavior that you do want to see? And so, you know, you can accomplish the same thing and, you know, word it differently so that you're not trying to ostracize, you're trying to encourage. And I think that's part of the 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 challenge is the perspectiveness on on the issue and you know if those original bylaws didn't reflect what they intended then i think you know, legitimately have to go back and reword them and so yeah there's something to be done here i just don't know if the un is the place to do it yeah i think it's an oddball forum but we'll talk about that when the this person joins us thanks preet good to have you this thank morning thank you thanks. that is preet Banerjee, personal finance commentator his website is called money gaps